You're listening to the Incubator Her podcast, episode number seven. Talk about self-development, fulfillment, and career growth so you can reach your true potential. Now I'm your host, Pauline Francois. Hello, everyone. I'm so glad to be back today. As I am recording this, it is Christmas Eve. I am surrounded with Christmas lights. The table is ready for dinner. And I am one of those people that gets extremely excited about Christmas, especially about Christmas lights and actually lights in general. (laughs) The more the merrier. And we've had such a complex year that I feel like it's even sweeter to be able to cheer the house up during this winter. Today, I'm going to talk about change. As we reach the end of the year, a lot of companies are reorganizing and planning for the upcoming year. And with that comes a lot of changes. In fact, for me, it is actually something that I am experiencing right now. My whole team is being reorganized and I will have a change in management and of perimeter in January of 2021. So today, I want to share the learnings and thinking I've been doing around managing change and I will be sharing that along with tips on how you can navigate the changes that are occurring in your own life and that will inevitably occur as you go. To start, we're going to define what's inherent to change. Then we'll see what it requires of us, why it is uncomfortable. Then we'll look at mechanisms and tools that you can put in place to adapt. Change is inevitable. It's been said that the only constant in life is change. I don't know for you, but I am a big fan of the TV show The Big Bang Theory, which by the way, I'm so bummed because it ended this year. So that's a major bummer. But in the last season, Sheldon has a meltdown about all the changes that that are occurring in his life, even though all of them are actually positive changes but he likes regularity. He just finally achieved his long life dream of getting a Nobel Prize, so he's suddenly getting a lot of attention, which he doesn't like. His wife, whom he won the Nobel with, has an amazing makeover. The elevator in his apartment is finally fixed after years of being broken, and he just doesn't know about how to process these changes and gets overwhelmed. So his friend Penny takes him out for a drink to talk it through. And the dialogue between them is the following. Well, piece of it. Penny says, So I guess the only thing that actually stays the same is that things are always changing. To which Sheldon replies, Interesting. So you're saying the inevitability of change might be a universal constant. To me, this dialogue is so telling and accurate. We all go through changes throughout our whole life. And it's almost never easy, (laughs) no matter if it's a positive change, something that we had been actually seeking or something that is imposed on us. Our life is a constant evolution, a constant renewal, a constant adaptation. Think about growing up from being a child to a teenager, then to an adult. All those times where you changed schools, you've changed homes, you've had to make new friends, when you started a new job or got a promotion and had to learn new skills and worked in a new team. In reality, you're already very familiar with change and have been navigating it your entire life. So why does it stay so hard? 
Think about what you have done that has helped in the past to adapt to changing conditions, whether in your personal or professional life, and what would be helpful to replicate in the upcoming changes that are about to happen. Also, think about the ways you reacted that didn't help you and be aware of that. Successfully handling change in your life will depend on your ability to adapt. And everyone has different adaptabilities, strength, and weaknesses that can facilitate or complexify this adaptation. Like with everything in life, the more you know yourself, the easier it will be to adapt. So here's how I go about facilitating changes in my life. I focus on understanding the situation with as many facts as possible. I ask questions to the stakeholders to see what I could do in the given situation, how I could add input or help or improve the situation. For me, if I feel helpful, it facilitates the change. I also ask for feedback and input. I focus on positivity acceptance, and awareness, even more so when the circumstances are out of my control. So I built a constructive mindset to welcome the change and see the positive aspects of it, even though it is uncomfortable and sometimes even painful. I find it helpful, especially in my professional life, to build a structure to adapt to the change. Understanding where I fit in this change, what are the new requirements, what I may need to learn to match these new circumstances, who I may need to connect with and or get support from, what tools I could use to facilitate, what framework I can implement to build new habits around this change. Cultivating an adaptive mindset is a major factor in strengthening your ability to thrive in change. Most of us are unsettled and intimidated by change, even when it is anticipated or welcomed. And some of us deliberately hide from change by building a life that's as steady and as constant as possible and finding excuses to linger and stall where they are because it's familiar and comforting. We have embedded in our brains a natural resistance to change because for our brain, change equals danger. Whenever change occurs, there's a combination of loss in status, in certainty, in autonomy, in habits, in relatedness, and in propriety. Cultivating an adaptive mindset builds resilience so that you can demonstrate flexibility and respond effectively to change. People look to leaders in times of change, so don't hesitate to turn to your leadership team to get support and a sense of direction. Also, your behavior impacts your team's capacity to adapt to change, no matter if you're a manager or an individual contributor. I see that as a virtuous cycle. The individuals that are capable to welcome and own the change impact their teammates in being an agent of facilitation and easing of the transition that occurs in the organization. As a leader of change, you must be a skilled adapter understanding your own reactions to change and developing adaptable behaviors before you can help others through it. Modeling adaptive behaviors assists others to work through change themselves in a productive and constructive way. So there are three elements to adaptability. There's cognitive flexibility, emotional intelligence, and flexible behavior. Here are the definitions of the three elements that 
come from David Rock's SCARF model, and I'll run you through them. Cognitive flexibility allows you the ability to incorporate different thinking strategies and mental frameworks into your planning, decision-making, and everyday work. When you are cognitively flexible, you demonstrate divergent thinking, an interest in developing new approaches, creativity, and the ability to see and leverage new connections. You learn from experience and recognize when the old ways won't work, what you need to change, and how you could evolve. Emotional intelligence gives you the ability to accept the various emotional reactions like anger, grief, sorrow during a transition process while continuing to move forward without getting pulled off course. When you acknowledge and speak about your emotional responses authentically, others are able to do the same. Your open and forthright awareness of what others are feeling allows you to respond in helpful and positive ways, engendering understanding and commitment with others. Flexible behavior means acting from a place of optimism while firmly grounded in reality and openness, acknowledging a situation and simultaneously visualizing a better future. You talk about change as opportunity rather than threat or danger. As a leader with flexible behavior, you are biased toward action, willing to listen and try new approaches, acknowledging ambiguity and defining the next step toward clarity. You are aware of your preferences and behaviors around change and modify them as needed. The implications of change are both personal and organizational, and the consequences of not adapting can be profound. Adaptable people accept and may even enjoy the challenge of change, honing strategies for dealing with the unknown and shifting behaviors to accommodate new situations. Deepening your cognitive and behavioral flexibility and your emotional intelligence allows you to see change as an opportunity to grow and learn. The more positive experiences you have with change, the more adaptable you become. There are several ways to practice these elements and I'll share additional guidelines that you can follow in the episodes post on my site so you can refer to that. When I think about the elements that come most naturally to me, it is emotional intelligence. I have capacity to analyze my feelings and thoughts and I mostly do welcome changes and see them as opportunities. The part that is more difficult for me is cognitive flexibility because I will tend to have a moment where I'll be grieving what was and needing time to process the change. And sometimes I will indulge in torpor and stagnation. For this trait, I need to develop more proactivity in scanning my environment to identify what the change withholds, the implications it has early on, and the experiments and learning I'll need to go through to adapt successfully and pull myself out of this. So I encourage you to ask yourself these questions. Of the three elements I've just mentioned, cognitive flexibility, emotional intelligence, and flexible behavior, which one comes most easily and naturally to you? Which one is the most difficult for you? And for this trait, What is one behavior you could develop to improve your overall adaptability? Once a change has occurred, each person typically experiences a process of transition. This process consists of three stages, letting go, limbo, and new beginning. It is normal to have trouble adapting when going through change. You may notice a decrease in motivation, in productivity 
a breakdown in constructive communication or a general lack of morale. The important thing is what do you do about it when it happens? In the majority of scenarios, the change isn't about me. So I keep that in perspective. And a thought I cultivate in all unsettling circumstances that occur in my life and that always helps me is we all do our best with what we have. That keeps me in a place of acceptance of what is and allows space for me to be practical, constructive and productive so that throughout the change I can remain a valuable asset to my organization. And sometimes what is the best for a person will be far below your expectations and needs, but that's all that they can do. And the same is true for an organization. Sometimes you may not agree with a turn in strategy, but remember that you may not have all the implications that are involved and that maybe it's a mistake, but until proven, fighting this change instead of embracing it will only do you wrong. When it comes to change, people do not actually fear change itself, but they fear the loss. If you're like most people, you typically experience change the same way in your professional life as you do in your personal life. That is, you don't necessarily fear change as much as you fear loss. The change itself could be very positive, but it inevitably involves losing things that we value and that we're used to. For example, imagine that you're changing companies. You could be very excited about the new job, very happy about the promotion, but you could also feel a sense of loss around leaving your family or teams, the achievements you had built, your favorite cafe that's down the block, or all the memories you've had made in your current company. Although you may be excited about that change, you can also experience losing something that you value. So what is so scary about change? Some people fear the unknown, others may fear the loss of status or position, while others mourn the loss of cherished working relationship. Think about what makes change challenging for you. The aspect of dealing with change that is the most challenging for me is to manage my brain not to cling on the past and apprehend what's to come. I might experience a loss of habits I had created that worked and served my goals. A loss of people I was used to working with. To make these changes more comfortable, it is important for me to acknowledge what's going on in my brain, the thoughts that are running through, and to actively embrace the change by understanding it and taking part in it. For me, being active in the change is very important. So ask yourself these questions. Which aspects of dealing with the change are challenging for you? What losses might you experience? What can you do to make this change more comfortable? Going through and adapting to change involves a transition phase. In the context of change management, change and transition are very different. Change is typically an event that occurs in the environment. It is external to us. An event occurs, it is factual. While transition is the process that begins with a loss, requires time for adjustment, and ends with a new beginning. It is internal to us. It's psychological. When a change occurs, you go through both the change itself and through the transition that comes along with it, taking you from point A to point B. 
And there's a transition curve that's split into three phases. The letting go phase, the limbo phase, and the new beginning phase. Change expert Bill Bridges defines transition as the inner process with which people come to terms with change as they let go of the way things used to be and reorient themselves to the way things are now. In the curve, the letting go part will typically be a lot of stress. Some people will be angry, distracted, in denial. They'll be pushing back. Um, They'll withdraw. They'll have a ton of questions. In the limbo phase, typically you'll experience fear, confusion, frustration, and resistance. And in the new beginning phase... That's when you'll be onboarded on the change with focused attention, hope, excitement, energy, enthusiasm. Um, You'll come up with creative ideas and plans and whatnot. So typically the change will have become yours. For me, the transition curve will involve stress and distraction mostly in that it will take me effort to focus because I'll be confused and I will tend to backslide into my old habits that used to work before the change. I will have a tendency to doubt myself in my ability to adapt and in my capacity to perform successfully in the new setup. Being aware of how I react in times of change allows me to proactively counteract these impulses and work with them in a valuable way. So letting go for me involves understanding what's next, being proactive and being active in the change, taking part in it. I'm rather adaptable to change and in fact, I seek change because I don't like to stagnate, but I like to be able to project myself. So asking questions and gaining clarity on what's to come helps a lot. Also, I'm a control freak, so it doesn't make it easy when a change occurs. As a mentor or a leader, whether you have an actual team or you want to facilitate a change in your organization and demonstrate leadership, it's your responsibility to help people learn about the change, prepare them for the change, and successfully coach them through it in a seamless way. Coaching through change can be a juggling act because you are yourself adapting to the change. Some of your team members or of your colleagues will cruise through different stages at different times. Some will cruise through limbo and be ready for new beginnings while others may be stuck in the letting go stage. Going through these stages is very normal and predictable. Acknowledge where you are in the process of change and identify actions you can take to help yourself and others get through it. Help others identify where they are in the process of change and what actions they can take to get through it. Encourage others to focus on things that can influence and to be proactive. Emphasize the impact that they can have in welcoming the change both in the organization and with their peers. Constant introspection and communication is key to successfully navigating change. It is also key to helping teams through change. This communication may take the form of a simple one-on-one conversation or an announcement. Whatever the form, your communication should instill a sense of optimism and confidence in the new direction, regardless if you are addressing the message internally 
or externally to business partners or customers. I hope this will be helpful to you as we continue navigating these unprecedented times. Don't hesitate to ask questions and to refer to the post that will accompany this episode. If you are celebrating Christmas, I wish you a beautiful Christmas Eve and it will certainly be an odd one for most of us given the current circumstances and all the losses that occurred in the past month. So I'm definitely thinking about the families that won't be able to gather for all these reasons. I wish you the best and I will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Comment on this episode on theincubator.net. For more tips and content, visit the paulinefrancois.net site. Don't forget to subscribe, share, and review. I appreciate your support so much and I'll talk to you soon.